Hi, this is Marisha Trambetska for Love Your Creativity. And this week's podcast is about fear, being fearful, and a leap of faith. I always love this leap of faith phrase because the truth is it's always a leap. It's not a small step. It's not a sideways shuffle. It's not like a little hip-hop skip and a jump and then you stop to look where you're going. It is always about, at some point in every project and probably every life, you have to leap off the balcony and you do not know, literally, if you're going to end up swimming in a river of crocodiles or you might end up sitting on Harvey Weinstein's yacht at uh, town with a large glass of crude. You know, this is the thing, it's a leap and it's always so scary to all of us when we're looking at creative ideas. Because you can do so much prep and then you just have to go, this makes sense, this I'm going to invest in, time, money, effort, my life. And, and almost whether it's a failure or not, and I use the word failure in inverted commas, uh, the truth is you have to, it's better to have made that leap than always it being the thing you dreamed about and talked about. I mean, there's um, there's a, an Australian book's just been issued called um, Five Lessons um, As You're Dying. I'll reference it in the show notes. And basically, the number one regret is written by a nurse who w- works on a basically, a, you know, an end of life ward. And the number one regret is people having not followed their dreams and people not having listened to what other people think they should do with their lives. So even sometimes your life choice is that. I mean, I'm in a really interesting situation right now because generally I'm pretty. Uh, crazy ballsy courageous not thinking whatever you want to call it but of course still fear does absolutely get to me before i continue on though with my topic i want to play you this it's a message i had via my speak pipe facility via my website where you can uh, leave a message now in this case they're anonymous <laughs> and they didn't leave me a name or an email or anything or a name but it's in reference to my last podcast eight lessons i learned from the Cannes film festival about being a successful creative Hi, Melissa. Um, I read your um, sort of comments from Cannes and it was amazing. I just wanted to tell you that. This was such a lovely message to get. I don't know who it was. I do know I don't know them because you can hear they call me Melissa and my name is Marisha. And I'm not complaining because if you leave me a nice message like that, you can call me what you want. But... um, (laughs) within reason um but um although i always respond to honey and darling and love it's fine uh, but then i am an actress after all um <laughs> but it really inspired me because sometimes you do wonder if you're talking into the dark and it was so nice to get that message so whoever you are thank you and i'd like some more and indeed if you leave me a message like this and say your name and maybe if you've got a website i'll i'll keep that in too but anyway let's go back to fear and the leap of faith not only that is there always when you're starting about thinking about big projects this incredible fear about everything but also i think especially for when we're looking at a creative life there is the fear of your life choices i mean i'm happy with the life choices i've made to be an actress you know and i've also written stuff and i've produced shows etc etc but there are moments when i go oh my goodness it's not you know because it's a unstable freelance career at the end of the day and so you're always fighting forward and that's really I think is so much the hard bit is the mental keeping in the game of keeping on going Um, because your income's always uncertain your career's always uncertain and the thing is I did have very different life choices I used to work um, in the city of London basically the London equivalent of Wall Street 
major species of bomb dealer and I, I kind of semi-retired at 26. I left my large pay packet behind, my, well, my very large pay packet, my lovely bonuses, my Manolos, because I knew I had to create. You know, I, I have really made a very clear commitment to this over and over again. Every time I get back into the corporate world, which is very easy because it's something I can do, I'm, I'm sick as a dog in my heart. You know, I'm really unhappy. I have to create. Um, I really love the fact I've got business skills because actually really helps the creative side. But to only do business would drive me mad. But sometimes, as my father reminds me, I could have by now had a paid for flat in London, etc., etc. Whereas I might have to move in a couple of months again by the looks of it. And I've got to put my head out about, oh God, here we go, London rents are always rising. And I don't want to have to go and get like a proper job to have a stable, secure income. Um, so I think it's quite... Um, yeah, it's always this problem, isn't it? But most of the time, I'm completely clear that I have made the right choices, that this is where I need to be. But the fear will strike, late at night, particularly when life's getting all a bit doom and gloom. Um, and then, of course, I add on the moment that I'm trying to think about, and I'm talking about this, about my projects, but I'm sure you can apply it to your own. Uh, some of you may know from reading the blogs, since going to Cannes, I'm now thinking that the solo theatre show that I'm currently working on and workshopping um, I really now thinking post can about making it into a film a short film long film I don't know yet but it could be terrible it could be badly acted it could be badly written directed la 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 technical issues sound design the thought of making film just goes it just horrifies me particularly because I've I've been involved in something like 25 screen projects in the last 14 15 months and done two plays but I've made plays, I've produced them, I've taken them around, I've taken shows of my own to Montreal in Canada, to Brighton, to a few Edinburgh film festivals, I un um, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, sorry. I understand the, the drama of making theatre, but film is a whole technical nightmare. And I've been talking to lots of people in Cannes, and they're talking funding, they're talking this, they're talking that. But the great thing about our, our environment and the fact we listen to each other, and hopefully if you're listening to the podcast you're doing that for the same reason. Is we do need to be supported and inspired by those creatives around us. Now, I've had two screenings of films I'm in over the last 24 hours. Uh, one called Pearl, which was um, directed by Nick Barrett, uh, which is just a lovely, and I've popped the trailer actually on the website if you want to have a look at it. Um, it just premiered in Forest Hill, quite a small one, but it will premiere on the big screen in a couple of months because now it's going to be at the Crouch End Art Cinema, I gather, because I loved it so much. And it's a great film, slightly scary. But also, and this is where it's relevant, I was at the BFI today on the South Bank because one of the films I was in was a graduation, three-year graduation BA on for UAL, the London College of Communications. And so there was 12 shorts listed to be watched. However, the film I was in ended up not being shown because there was the sound wasn't ready. But I, I, I realised that last night, but I was told. But I thought, no, I'll still go because I've made plans and I was seeing someone beforehand for lunch because they were asking my help about creative stuff which i'm going to blog about really later um but the great thing is some really amazing stuff uh so many great stories to tell and also i had a really interesting conversation with a guy called thomas stopper and thomas was an actor in one of the films uh things i do only or things i do for you about alzheimer's and it was beautiful and he was a really good actor but also not only does he kill it as an actor but on the conversation he produces he's written he's directed i even looked at his imdb he's even done original music for one of his shorts um and i asked how he got into it because we were talking about the fact i'm thinking about making this short which terrifies me all this long and his answer to me was 
I made my own TV cookery series when I was 18. I'm like, okay, I thought I was kind of adventurous. This guy's doing a whole level. I mean, and we all do stuff when we're younger, you know, without really thinking of the dangers. It's when you go a bit further on, you know the heavy lifting. I know the heavy lifting of putting a show. The first Edinburgh show I did, I didn't even think about it. I booked it, paid the venue, I got titles, I got images, and then I thought, oh, God, what about my show? And I was still writing it on the way up in the car. And my um, my musicians were just laughing at me. Um but Thomas Stoffel also, he just gave me some great advice. I mean, really, because I was saying about, I'm scared about doing this, 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 and this. And it's a leap of faith. It's such a huge one because I never wanted to make film. But now I'm going, well, actually, maybe I need to do because I really do understand what it is to make a film. It's not just the production and the cast and the script, but there's also, then you've got it in the can and there's a technical issues with the DOP and lighting, but also it's sound design, the editing, the colour grading, the marketing, what you do with it, will it look any good? Um, so he, well, he just gave me some great, really moments of great clarity. So some, these are some of the quotes he came out with. Don't even think about a budget. It will only stop you from making your film. If you say, I need 5,000 and you don't get it, then you will never make your film. Except it will not be perfect. Except that you will be learning. Whether you make it via your iPhone or a cheap camera, just make it. Don't hanker over a £25,000 or more camera because otherwise you're going to be calling all those business cards that you've got in can and they'll all still say no. Well, you could have just been out making your film. And equally, he said, you have to have a burning desire to tell this story because there's some stories only you can tell. Anyway, Thomas uh, was great because it really went. It was what I needed to hear when I've got so much uncertainty around me. Um, because I've been saying, right, when I get the next 10 or 15 minutes of my show on the stage, which will be on July 8th at the Lost Theatre in London, if people want to come and see it, I already have eight minutes in the bag that I did last month. I've said, right, if I've then got 23 minutes of stage, I can then write a script to see about the length of the film, uh, see and see if it's a short what does it need think about budget go and talk to people about budget la, 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 la. but let's face it I'm just making an excuse because I could absolutely write the script because the truth is the script for the film is going to be very different from the stage show because the stage show is a solo theatre piece so I'm being all my characters so I've got to get my head around but I could even make a two minute trailer I could um, I mean back in god a few years now five six years ago I took a show to Montreal, which I'd also taken to Edinburgh, and I made a mini-series. I made a little trailer, and I made a cartoon, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, why am I, you know, messing around with this stuff now? I don't know, it's driving me mad. Um, I know I can do this. I've done it before. I will do it again. It's that leap of faith. It's that I am making films. So, I guess I'm telling you here and now that I'm making a film. And in fact, what I am going to say to you is before July 8th, I'm going to make, if, if at worst case scenario, I'm going to make a minute trailer, a YouTube minute trailer. Kills me just even saying it, but you know what I've got about my film. I can then think about more, but I think why not make it? I mean, I don't need to worry about ticket sales because it's part of a festival. I'm with seven other people also workshopping. So even if a few friends turn up, it'll be fine. But I just know I need to make my first film. So there we are. So of course the question is, where are you not leaping? What leap of faith are you not taking? It could be an exhibition. It could be an idea for a short story. It could be an album. It could be a film. 
I mean, the problem is, I know when we start looking at our creative ideas, the minute I'm thinking filmmaker, well, I've got two previous novels I've written. The second one's definitely a feature, and the first one's probably a television series. In fact, it is. I know. But do I really want to rewrite the scripts? Do I want to get my head around? Maybe I just need to start with today. What's next? Because actually, that's also Thomas said to me. He said, you need to just decide what you can do today. Um, except for we know that. I know that. I know about what next. I've, go- I've blogged about um, getting things done before. I'll link some extra thoughts and previous blogs I've written. But I know all you can ever do with any project is say, what next? What is the next thing I can do today? Because the truth is that leap of faith comes from taking tiny, tiny short steps. Call this person, write a script, do this, all things, see, investigate. It's all little steps, but you have to do the big leap, and then you take the steps, and then you fall. But actually, I think we're all fine. We know there's wings. They always catch us. They always have with me. It's always just about fear. So um, this is a plea from Marisha to you, which is... The world needs us to leap of faith into the world because so many great shows and films. I mean, looking at some of the work today that they did, wonderful stories set in 1939, um, two actually, one based on a documentary about what happened to the, the, the Kurdish people in Turkey, terrible massacres in 1938. Uh, and also there was a, a short with Peter Hinton, who's an actor, writer, director that I've workshop with before, um, set in Spain in 1939 with the, the, the civil war and the fascists etc and I just we all have stories to tell and we need to tell them so I want you to have a think about your leap of faith and maybe make a commitment like I have I can do a minute of film because even, even if I put it on YouTube and four people say I've made something it doesn't have to be perfect and I know that I do know this but every time we tackle a new project it's the same all the same worries except we have new ones because we know we just have to accept that we know we're going to be terrified as Seth Godin says in The Icarus Deception you have to learn to dance with fear because it's always going to be in the room when you do stuff so you have to dance with it so I this is Marisha Trembetska over and out dancing with fear about to watch the football (laughs) Um, so have a great one and there's lots more if you want to look at the the blog post and also if you would like to rate my podcast on itunes it'd be super helpful that'd be lovely and also leave me a message speak pipe me or email me i'd like to hear from you ask me what you need thanks bye this is marisha for love your creative